Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This episode is sponsored by Blue Microphones. Head on to community.hubhopper.com to check out their amazing range of products. The Blue Microphone consists of the Blue Voice technology, which produces clear broadcast quality sound for podcasting and is compatible with both Mac and Windows. The Blue Microphone range is highly recommended for all podcasters. This episode is brought to you by Wishmaker, India's fastest growing online casino. Sign up on wishmaker.com slash podcast and start playing today. Hello and welcome back to Heart on My Sleeve. This is Mansha Kaur and I'm so happy to have you back on my show. This week's guest is Dr. Kiran Sethi. She is an MD and celebrity skin and wellness expert from New York. She has consistently ranked as the best skin expert in the country, has written for leading fashion magazines, has had columns in them. She has also co-hosted a number of TV shows for NDTV, CNBC, Z News, among others. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. To find out more about her and what she does, you can visit her Vasant Vihar-based clinic's website, isyaderm.com. I'll make sure to put a link in the description. In this episode, you can expect a lot of takeaways. We did suffer a few technical issues, so the sound quality does get a little patchy at points, but please intently listen in because her advice is gold. We talk about gut health, eating for your skin, skincare myths, how to reduce stress so that it doesn't show on your face, body positivity, things to do now to protect your skin from aging, underrated skincare habits, products that you're probably wasting your money on, and so much more. So without wasting any more time, here's Dr. Kiran. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited though to do this. So let's start because my daughter will interrupt us in like three minutes. Yeah, done. Tell me about how the lockdown has been for you and what you've been up to. You know, the lockdown has been pretty good. Um, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with my daughter. I've gotten to get a lot of work done. I did a lot of Instagram lives with a bunch of different experts from around the world. I wrote a lot. I had a great time. What I want to start off our conversation with is how do you define healthy skin? Okay, so how do I define healthy skin? I define healthy skin, a skin that is essentially the kind of skin that deals with things better. You know, it's not that everything that happens, you get a rash the kind of skin that's not getting acne all the time it's basically skin that's resilient you know it's resilient to different weathers it's resilient to different conditions it's resilient to different stressors that's what healthy skin is okay was wellness something that you were always drawn towards or was it a series of choices and events that led you down this path and then what has your journey been so far so, you know, actually, I always liked skincare, but I never really looked at wellness when I was in America. But I did always have an interest in Ayurveda. So I jumped at the chance of coming to India because I just loved the merging of the two sciences, you know. So I came to India because I wanted to learn more about it. And also I wanted to practice here. But then I also just gained exposure to so many different things, so many different herbs and homeopathy. And then I started just exploring just how actually there's so much in nature that really benefits you and really benefits your skin. And actually a lot of dermatologies derive from it. So I got 
super excited. And then I started looking into naturopathy and then I started looking at where we merge and all the different sciences and all that stuff. And, and I started interviewing different doctors from around the world and studying more and having them into my clinic so that I could get my clients to also have that exposure. So overall, it's been, it's been a great journey into wellness and it's been slow and magical actually. And I feel myself growing, you know, I feel myself just so happy to be able to like give my patients options that I wouldn't have had even just a few years ago. So I'm very happy that I get to give my patients natural options. Stress is a big factor when it comes to determining the quality of your skin, right? Absolutely. So what are the ways in which you deal with stress so that it doesn't show on your face? Oh gosh. So the ways that I deal with stress would be exercise. Um, I try and exercise at least four times a week, if not five, an hour. Meditation. I try and actually meditate in the morning. I'm really into like Abraham Hicks. Okay. So I do the thing in the morning where I try and just like watch my thoughts. And if I feel myself veering off into a negative space, then I come back to where I am. So it's sort of like a meditation, but it's really just sort of like trying to keep my mind in a good place. And then I do some meditation and sometimes I do, I do breathing and I do you know, guided meditation. Maybe I put some affirmations, but I definitely always do Japji Saib every day as well. So wow. that really helps me. And my daughter, by the way, loves meditation. Okay. She's like, mom, I'll put meditation. She's three. All right. She loves it. She, she feels like it helps her sleep. And then, so I do these like, you know, self-love ones. So then she's like, mama, I love you. You matter. We love ourselves. It's just like amazing to hear a three-year-old repeat the self-love meditation. It's fabulous. You know, it's like, can you imagine like a three-year-old being like, love your inner child. <laughs> it's great. We do a little part together. So we always talk about gratitude. It sounds overwhelming, but let's be real. It's actually not, you know, really the majority of it is exercise and like maybe five, 10 minutes in the morning of some sort of meditation and gratitude with my child, right? I'm always like, Raina, what are you grateful for in the morning, right? Like, I'm grateful for my hanky. And I'm like, okay. And then she's, you know, then I'm grateful for ice cream. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, so we do that together. It's, just, it's fun also. That's beautiful. That is so nice. I myself have been trying to get into meditation and me and my husband both, we have these phases where, you know, we just shut ourselves in our respective rooms and we're just like, okay, we try to meditate. But I am the most impatient person ever. Like a few seconds in, I'm just like, oh my God, I need to get up. <laughs> I need to do this or that. But what you do is with that, like, it's really hard. I like, I hated meditating before. And now I like really, I go to it when I feel miserable. But it's just, you have to not be mean to yourself when you're feeling restless. It's normal to feel restless. You have to say, all right, I'm feeling restless. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a part of the mind. The mind is supposed to just try and push you out of it. That's the mind's job. Your job is just, just like, let it pass by. It's okay. When you put it like that, <laughs> that's something that I'm going to try tomorrow now. It's fun yeah. sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So how important is a morning or a night skincare ritual? And what's yours? I like morning and night rituals. I think the morning is important because, see, you must understand there's only so many products that you can apply in a day, right? And too many layers isn't good for you. So like I try and keep it within max four or five products in the morning, four or five products at night. And that's my objective, you know, and that includes your cleanser and your sunblock. So how do I do that? My morning routine helps. I do a lot of protection. And if there's like anti-acne or anti-pigmentation work, then I put something in there. There's always a sunblock and like I said, cleanser. 
At night is a lot of, again, if you have something targeted, acne, pigmentation, that's there. But then also maybe if you're older than 25, you want something anti-aging, you know? And, you know, then you do those kind of ingredients that you want to really work on the skin to improve turnover, improve the skin overall and, and target problems and moisturizer. You want both. One is protective against the elements in the morning while you can also treat serious concerns. Like things like vitamin C is very protective. Things like ferulic acid is very protective. They protect against UV irradiation. They protect against trauma from the pollution, from the environment. So you want something protective in the morning. You must. But at night, you can't forget your night routine because you can't put your night routine in the morning. It'll make you sensitive to the sun usually. And how many products can you put on? You'll go insane, right? So both times are required. I'm sure you're very disciplined with making sure that you don't miss either on any day. Or do you have days that are... I have days where I miss. I'm not that disciplined. But you must understand, I have been very disciplined in the past, but I do like to have periods of non-discipline and periods of discipline. Mm -hmm. So I like that variation. I think that sometimes skin also needs a little bit of a break. Like I like a base, like a simple skin fasting where you don't put anything, any super actives, just a little bit of vitamin C and moisturizer and some sunblock. You know, I like having periods where I'm more relaxed and I like having periods where I'm less relaxed. But I also am really lucky because I get to do treatments like every month or every few weeks. So I don't really need as much skincare as anybody else because I'm like always rejuvenating my skin in some way, you know? So it's not as necessary for someone like me, you know, when I've been doing stuff like this for years and I've been pretty regular. So I enjoy the balance. That's basically how I put it. And for people outside who maybe can't do like something every two weeks, you must understand my team also practices on me because no one's allowed to do anything until I've approved it. I get a little extra stuff in, okay? But you know, for people that aren't that lucky or I don't know if I'm lucky or unlucky because everyone practices on me, but <laughs> but um, for people that don't have that luxury, you still don't have to be super stressed about your skincare. Do it 80% of the time and relax for 20% of the time. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I think the 80-20 rule works. I don't think anything that makes you feel tortured is worth it. Figure out a way that it becomes a part of your life where it's actually like a pleasure to do it. There are certain things that I just love using. I just feel joy when I use it, right? And it's not because you know, it smells good or this or that. It's because I just know that it makes me look good, you know? And that's what I like. Yeah. And what are some of those things for you? Oh, so I'm really obsessed right now with this NIAD Copper Serum Isolate. I love copper. I think it's one of the best like minerals. I also love this um, is clinical copper firming mist. I love that. I feel so supple with it because I have a tendency towards dryness. Yeah. I really love Galinae's youth serum. It has like probiotics and prebiotics in it and a little bit of lactic acid. I use it a lot in my neck, especially. I feel like we all forget our necks. These are like my three biggies right now. They've been making quite the appearance in my skincare routine. <laughs> According to you, what are some of the most underrated skincare habits? The most underrated skincare habits is sunblock hmm. and moisturizer. Yeah. And the thing is, is I don't believe that you need moisturizer if you have super oily skin. But if your skin is moist, it's going to stay younger and healthier. And when you when you protect against the sun, even when you're indoors, you can prevent like 70% of the signs of aging, right? You can age much later. And the third thing I would say is that one of the best things I learned from my dermatologist when I was a teenager, right, was that, you know, just use gentle cleansing. Don't overwash your face. Don't strip your face. Don't use anything with foam, you know? I was on Cetaphil for like pretty much most of my life. Yeah. And it's so important, you know, no scrubs, nothing. Just keep it really gentle. Your skin is a barrier. Let it be safe, you know, protect it. So I love that. You know, the saying goes that your skin is a mirror to your internal health. And personally, I felt that about 
two years ago because growing up I never really broke out. I was in Russia so somehow the cold was nice for my skin or whatever. I didn't break out as a teenager. And then when I was about 24, I started breaking out a lot. And thankfully, my dermatologist pointed out that it was insulin resistance and I had to cut out sugar and anything that would spike my insulin really. So that being said, what are some of the things that all of us can do to improve our gut health and hence our skin? Okay, so a very important thing to do is one is change your diet. So like you said, sugar, sugar is a biggie for us all. So cut out sugar. I don't even have sugar in my coffee. I have maybe half a spoon in my tea or I use coconut sugar. You know, I don't eat sweets. You know, these are things that once you start young, they make a big difference. Sugar actually ages you really fast as well. gives you more acne, gives you more pigmentation because it just triggers the whole cascade of hormones in your body that really can worsen your skin. Sugar is bad. Dairy is also a problem. Dairy is also well known to cause inflammation in the system along with sugar. So we cut out dairy. Gluten is problematic for most people. A lot of people, it can cause a lot of inflammation, especially if you already inflamed before. And all of us are already inflamed, really. And anything processed, you know, guys, like we really have to go organic. There's a lot of pesticides, a lot of herbicides, like phosphates in our food. Any of these processed foods you're getting, there's a lot of chemicals in it that are literally killing our gut. You know, your gut is literally just one line of cells, like this little, little tiny line of cells. That's just protecting everything that you're eating from your bloodstream. The moment your cells get inflamed, everything opens up and it goes right into your bloodstream and that's where the inflammation happens. Otherwise, your gut is supposed to be like a place where you can just shove stuff in and your lining, your blood only takes the good stuff. But if your lining is damaged, then you get the good and the bad and that's where all the inflammation happens. And with inflammation comes things like acne, rosacea, pigmentation, all these problems, eczema, psoriasis, all gets inflamed. So, you know, the first thing I do is diet work. And I really try and tell people, you know, eat 70 to 80% organic fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Don't cook in uh, seed oils, for example. Okay, so we don't want any olive. Don't cook in these. You cook in ghee, maybe coconut oil. You know, these are things that you can cook in because those other seed oils are actually oxidative. They're much more inflammatory. Stay away from anything, like I said, artificial. Maybe ketchup is problematic for some people. You know, sometimes the sugar that has all these artificial colors and preservatives, we don't know where they come from. So that's the stuff that you stay away from. And then some people also are sensitive to nightshade vegetables, and those also cause inflammation, and certain nuts as well. So that's separate. But we first start with those biggies that I just told you. The second thing is, what can you add in? What supplements can you take? So things like glutamine, at least five grams a day, things like collagen supplements, things like licorice extract, omega-3 fatty acids. These are very well known to calm the gut down. And these are things that pretty much all of us can take. And they are very calming and they are very good for the gut. And that you'll see a difference. But you must understand that when it comes to gut health, if you think that your gut health will be fixed in like a month, no, it takes 18 to 24 hours for actually you to improve your gut. And every time you're taking like a course of antibiotics, you go backwards just a bit. So, you know, be careful and take probiotics as well and eat lots of fiber and prebiotics, which is like garlic and onion and things like that. Those also help with the gut. I think I got it. I got it all. <laughs> you said that seed oils are oxidized. And what does that do? What does that mean? They're actually not meant to be cooked. When you heat them, they turn rancid. They, they become damaged. So you end up with all these like fat oxidative chains that end up oxidizing, which means that they become free radicals inside your body. So they become agents of destruction inside your body. Oh. They don't, they're not designed for eat. They're not designed for cooking. Okay. I think that's something that most of us do not know. No, I'm so glad. I only cook in ghee or coconut oil. My daughter only gets ghee. 
there's so much information out there and so much conflicting information. It's changing, by the way. That's why you guys like me because I keep updating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of us have now found all of this extra time in our day because of the lockdown and the pandemic. So, what are some of the rituals that one can turn into habits during this time? So besides like things like meditation and gratitude, like I would say things like gua sha massage are really great. You can get those Chinese gua sha's. You can do them on your neck and on your face. That's really great. Coconut oil massage on your scalp a few times a week. That's amazing. I love it. My daughter actually does it on me while I do hers. I'll do hers and then she'll come around and then she'll do like a little bit on mine. Putting your body lotion on, guys. You know, like our skin needs to be soft. You know, put nice body lotion on. Give yourself a little bit of a massage. Those are all good things that you can start doing now. Dry brushing inside the shower. Dry brush every day. That's a great habit that I love. It really helps with cellulite. These are all things you can do. Take some fenugreek seeds or take some seeds every day. There's something called seed cycling that helps even balance like things like PMS. You know, you can see my Instagram handle. I have it on my highlights. So, you know, switch, you do sunflower seeds like for the first two weeks of your cycle and then pumpkin seeds for the next two weeks, something like that. You know, it depends on the person. But seed cycling is wonderful. There's so many new things that you can do and implement in your house, you know, and start taking your supplements. My God, there's so many things we can do. So I want you to bust three prevalent skincare myths. Oh, okay. One is that there is no need for a toner. So the myth is that you need a toner. And I'm here to tell you guys, you do not need a toner. Okay. It is a waste of time. It is not required. It's a waste of your money. Please don't buy one. Okay. It does not change anything in your skin. Your skin in any way? No, if it's alcohol based, yes, it can. So it can actually damage your skin. So I don't like toners for that reason. I don't have my mists or essences because very often they're just like light ways to infuse your skin with good ingredients, you know, that don't make your skin feel heavy. So I have no problem with mists or essences. But toners are literally designed usually to be an astringent. And that doesn't actually make your pores tighter. It just makes them look tighter for a short period of time. It's really a wonderful marketing gimmick. You don't need to spend that kind of money. Okay. Myth two, Korean beauty is the way to go in Indian skin. You need 12 to 14 steps in your skincare. That is like the biggest myth ever. Guys, I'm trying to save you money. All right. I'm just telling you this. You do not need to do that. Indian skin is not Korean skin. Koreans, by the way, are the largest consumers of plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures in the world. So their skin is not from Korean skincare. So why do you think that your skin is going to be from Korean skincare? Okay. Plus Korean skin is naturally resilient to things like acne and they do not have the pollution that we have. They have a completely different lifestyle and diet and world than we have. We live in a very different environment and very different heat structure. You can't put 12 products on your face. You will get acne. It's a guarantee. You can't put things like snail on your face. You will get acne from that. You can't put 12 different things on your face. You can't triple cleanse. You will get irritated skin. You cannot do all these things in Indian skin particularly. We're not designed for it. That's like a big thing that I want to tell everybody, guys. Like Korean products, some of them are great, but the whole process, no. No, just think how much money I'm saving all of you. Okay, so that's that. That's step two. The third myth is that you don't need to wear sunscreen when you're inside. So this is a big one for me, especially for all of us that like live on our screens. There is so much blue light coming at you from your phone and from your laptop and from screens everywhere. Blue light actually has been shown to cause pigmentation and cause premature aging. It's actually aging your skin, like genuinely. You know, like you can put a blue light filter on your phone and on your laptop, but it'll only do so much. You actually have to wear sunscreen also to protect yourself from that. And things like mineral sunscreens with zinc oxide, 
they're actually the best way to go. And not only that, visible light is also an issue and can cause pigmentation, which again, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, these are great options to use. Sunblocks again. And when you're sitting inside or sitting in the car, the window is still there, right? So the sun, UV light still comes through. You're still exposed. So thinking that you don't need sunblock when you're indoors is a complete myth. Also, you've just given people another reason to spend less time on their screens. <laughs> How damaging is dandruff for especially your face? And what are some hair care pointers that you can give us? Okay, so dandruff on the face actually happens very often. So you can actually have face dandruff. And with face dandruff, you can usually see dandruff on the scalp, but sometimes you don't even have to. And how does face dandruff show up? Face dandruff shows up as like excess oiliness and sort of like this greasy scale in the T-zone area around your nose and also even sometimes around your chin. It can even show up on the body, by the way, chest and your back. Dandruff, it can come onto your forehead. So your whole forehead can look more bumpy if it's really that bad. So that's something that we always look at. You know, so dandruff for the face and the body and the scalp, all problematic in different ways. That's that. And second thing is hair care tips. Oh, there's so many. One is, again, it's keep it simple. You don't need to shampoo as often as you think. I like shampoo once a week is enough unless you feel really oily. The other times you can shampoo with water. Try and reduce the foaming. That's why I like Ayurvedic shampoos. You know, like they use like shikake and such gentle saponins for gentle foaming. You don't need so much foam. I know people feel clean, but again, that's a wonderful marketing gimmick. It's the sensation. It's not the reality. It's actually stripping everything from you. It's stripping all of the good oils, all of the good nutrition from your scalp. So your hair actually becomes a lot more damaged from excess shampooing and from excess detergents in the shampoo. And a detergent, it does not mean just SLES or SLS. There's tons of different kinds of detergents, you know? So keeping it gentle and reducing the amount you shampoo is amazing. For the other times, you can just use plain water. And there are organic brands that even do like scalp cleansing masks that will help reduce oil in the area or dry masks. Those are also an option. If for clarifying the scalp, apple cider vinegar, diluted apple cider vinegar is great if you have a tendency to feel an oily scalp but you don't want to wash that often. That's a wonderful option. Condition your hair before and after you shampoo. That helps with actually frizziness. So you condition it, then you shampoo because the shampoo tends to dry out your strands, right? You shampoo the ends, you shampoo the scalp, and then you condition the ends again. So, you know, your, your hair ends up much more protected and just just healthier. Last thing that I would say is also consider, I love coconut oil actually. It's one of the best Indian rituals of my, that's my favorite. You can actually massage your scalp with coconut oil gently once or twice a week. Everybody I've always seen has always seen a benefit from that unless they have dandruff. If you have dandruff, don't do that. These are my big four. So just to clarify with coconut oil, if you are somebody who does have really fine or thin hair or if you're somebody who has an oily scalp to begin with, do you still recommend oiling? If you have an oily scalp, you can still oil. If you have dandruff, then you can. And thin hair, you can still oil. But you know, there's another home remedy that's actually been proven to work, which is onion juice. So you can actually take some onion juice and even mix it with some black tea because caffeine has also been shown to help with hair growth. You apply that on the scalp, leave it for an hour and wash it off and do that two, three times a week if you don't feel comfortable with oiling. That's actually also been proven to increase hair growth. Oh, the next thing that I want to talk to you about is stretch marks. That's a big Ooh. question that I think especially women tend to have. So can anything... Men also have that. Yeah, they do from working out or like weight loss and stuff. But I feel like women tend to have more of an issue with them, at least in my experience. Yeah, I think guys are more comfortable even when they do have them. So can anything actually be done about stretch marks once they've been formed? 
Yes, actually, lasers are wonderful things for stretch marks. They're so effective. If they're if the stretch marks are purple or red, then you can get like get rid of them almost entirely. But if they're white, then you get 50-60% improvement. But that's also a lot, you know, so you can actually wear a bathing suit. You feel so much better. Yeah. There are no creams that will get rid of stretch marks. People think things like, you know, those bio oil and all that gets rid of stretch marks. It's actually just taking advantage of the natural cycle of a stretch mark, which is where it changes from, it changes color naturally. And when you moisturize, it's always a good moisturization can help also improve the appearance, right? So that helps. But if there is no miraculous cream that will get rid of your stretch marks. Really, it's all about laser. And when we look at stretch marks, we don't just look at the color, but we also look at the texture. We want to get it when it's purple or red, because by then it hasn't destroyed the texture so much. And then we prove the color and the texture, because you know how it feels, right? It also feels different, because it's actually like a rip in the third layer of the skin, you know? So it heals faster. What are some of the beliefs that we have as Indians that are actually damaging to our skin? Um, we believe in like doing 7,000 home remedies. <laughs> so stuff from their kitchen is going to fix their skin. If stuff from our kitchen fixed their skin, then like everyone would have perfect skin and we'd all look like we were 20, you know? So like we've been doing home remedies. All of us have been doing home remedies for God's knows how, right? But obviously it's not going to fix you. Are there SOSs that are helpful? Sure. Are there things that you can add as an adjunct? Sure. But doing seven different home remedies in a week is not going to make things move faster. They're not the targeted treatments that actually we look for. That doesn't mean that there aren't good options out there. It just means that it's not the cure for your problems. Um, that's one. The second thing is people get over aggressive, you know, like they want to scrub everything off. It's like such an aggressive thing. Like, open me, open me. Stop scrubbing so much. You don't need to scrub your skin that much. It's actually irritating it, right? Like I said, the skin is an epidermal barrier. The third thing is, is people cannot imagine life without milk. Like, and I try and explain to them, I get it. Like, I, even I grew up on milk. My parents are Sardarjis, all right? So, like, if you think that no one two-sewed milk into my body, you're crazy, okay? My mom was like, man, is that milk? And I'm like, I drank it. So the, you know, like, a lot of fighting in my household. But, like, when I stopped milk, my life changed. So, what I have to say is, I promise you, there's tons of data to tell you this, that you do not need dairy for calcium. It is a myth. It is genuinely a myth. And they're showing that increased rates of fracture in people that have tons and tons of dairy. You know, there's actually not lots of vegetarian, vegan ways that you can get calcium, so there's no need for it. How does one make up for the loss of calcium? There's a ton of different, like um, chia seeds, I think has some calcium, spinach, there's a bunch of great vegetables that have enough calcium. And you don't need as much calcium as you think you do. In fact, vegetables have more calcium or nuts have more calcium than milk, you know? So let's quickly do the rapid fire. So it's five questions. First one is, how much water do you have every day? Honestly. Like, honestly, like six to eight glasses if I can, but I try. I still don't always get as much water as I want to. Um, I try to, but I feel that we get enough water through food and through juices and fruits and things like that, that I'm more focused on my thirst level than trying to stuff tons of water down me. The next question is, have you ever popped a zit? Of course, who doesn't? I got mass needs during this COVID time, you know, so I got pimples on my face for like the first time in God knows, I, was, I don't know, 20, 15 years. And I was like, ah, what is this? Do you think I did not pop that? Of course I did. But I popped it kind of smart, so I'm quite proud of myself. You know, like I didn't pop it like a monster. I did go a little overboard. I'll be honest. I know. I know what I did. Okay. I, I accept it. It's hard to look at your face with pimples. I completely commiserate with my patients when they're just like, I went at it. I'm like, I get it, honey. I know why you went at it, you know? So I know why you did it. But 
this is the reasons why you shouldn't. And this is also what I tell myself when I look at the mirror and I see a pimple and I'm like, ah, but you know, sometimes we all give in. It's okay. Forgive yeah. yourself. That's a big release. That's good to know. What's your favorite stress buster? Oh my God, there's so many. I, I love playing the piano. I'm a musician. I've been playing since I was five, four. I actually got a music scholarship to Columbia University for piano and for opera, singing okay. opera. So music is good. Exercise, running, yoga. I love that. I always feel very connected to like, like the divine when I do yoga. I don't know why that is. It's very interesting. Like I feel very like in touch with the universe. It sounds so cheesy. Please forgive me for that. Playing with my daughter is a biggie. There's no bigger stress relief than seeing my child just like, you know, reading to her, cuddling or she's so cuddly. Oh my God, she's so cuddly. I mean, researching new treatments or new ideas or like coming up with new concepts. All these things are very like, they make me happy. You know, so it's very relaxing. Yeah, that's lovely. Okay, so moving on, who is the one woman whose skin you really admire? Oh, wow. You know, my friend, uh, Malini Banerjee, she has really great skin, just like just very supple and toned and just very like pretty. And I love the color of it as well. Like I just love everything about it. It's just, it's really pretty. It's really beautiful. I also love my friend, Davina's skin. I think that's also really nice. Oh, there's so many people's skin I love. My mom's skin also, you know? I love my mom's skin. And she's so soft. You can just like hug her and cuddle her all day. She's so soft. Ah, love it. The last rapid fire question is, what is that one habit that you know is bad for your skin, but you just can't seem to give up? One habit that's bad for your skin that I just can't give up. Let's see. It probably was when I pop those in sometimes. The other thing is when I stare at things with my face, I feel like this is a bad habit. When I'm like, I see that little scar. I have to get rid of it. You know, and I just stare at it for like 15 minutes. I'm like, Wah! that is a really bad habit. There is no purpose to focus on some like minuscule little like imperfection on my face. It does not matter in any form or fashion. So like I might do it like once in like three weeks and then I'll like snap out of it. Be like, yeah, no, this is not required. Okay. This is unnecessary. You are beautiful. You are fine. Do you want to give this example to your daughter? No. So no. So then I have to be like always just like, Rah. and I just like control yeah. myself. <laughs> but just on this topic, I've come up with one last question for you. I'm sorry. But I'm going to ask you this question anyway. So since you have a daughter who's really young right now, what are the two or three pieces of advice or the two or three things that you're going to do to make sure that she doesn't have any body image issues growing up? Oh, so like I started that really early, actually. I was always just like, you know, I always tell her just that I think she's perfect and beautiful the way she is. I also try and model that for her. Like I never, I try very hard not to disparage my own appearance in front of her. Yeah. Because yeah, she picks up things so quickly. So I just say, oh, I'm looking great today. Or look, doesn't mommy pretty, you know? And like, do you like my lipstick? And then I try and model a lot of that for her. They watch what you do. Whatever I do, my daughter is going to do. So it's not really about me telling her. It's about what I do and, and behave like. So I have to be really careful how I function. She will always do exactly what I do, at least at this age. Yeah. So I'm very aware when I say things about myself. I'm very aware how I speak to myself in front of her. You know, I'm very aware how I look in the mirror also. You know, things like that, little things. So that she feels like a mirror is like a, a joyous place, right? 
So like, yeah, she loves the mirror. She goes in front of the mirror. She preens. She's just like, hey, look at me. Oh, yeah. She's like, do I look so pretty? I'm like, you look great, babe. And she's like, I know. I'm pretty. I'm beautiful. And then I'm like, yeah, you are. And so we do these like little activities. And she has a great time. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good advice. So for all of those listening in, if anyone's having a lockdown skin emergency, how can they reach out to you? Oh, so you can email me at info at isyaderm.com. So you can follow me at, at Dr. Kieran Says. We have a lot of great tips there as well. Um, and check out my website, isyaderm.com. We have a lot of information there too. Okay, perfect. I love how quick and nippy this episode was. <laughs> Thanks, Kieran, for wearing your heart and your sleeve with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. With that, we come to an end of this episode. You can reach out to Dr. Kiran on Instagram. Her handle is at the rate Dr. Kiran says. That's D-R-K-I-R-A-N-S-A-Y-S. She shares her wealth of knowledge daily through her posts and stories. So make sure to follow her. Next week, we have a celebrity stylist on the show to talk about body positivity and first impressions among other things so that you don't miss that episode or any other episodes make sure to click on the subscribe button or the bell icon you can also follow our instagram handle which is at the rate heart on my sleeve official for behind the scenes future guests personal growth content and to become an active member of the homes community if you wish to reach out to me personally, my handle is at the rate Mancha Kaur Anand on Instagram. Hope you're staying safe and doing well. See you next week. Bye. This Hubhopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. Agar aap bhi apna podcast launch karna chahte hain, to Hubhopper Studio website pe register kare aur एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट